Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we play Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and I'm on with my good friend, Dr. David Powers. This is a special episode, guys. Uh, Dr. David reached out to me and said, uh, hey, what about a episode to pay tribute to Dan Miller? He and I uh, have, uh, are, both of us are good friends with Dan. He's been a mentor to both of us. And so we just wanted to record this episode to share our thoughts about Dan. Uh, some of you may know he had a horrible diagnosis recently, and we just want to uh, let him know how much we appreciate him, how much of a blessing he's been to us. And for the world world to hear um, about this wonderful man that uh, has changed our lives. So, David, I guess I'll, I'll let you kick off. Maybe, maybe share, I don't know how to do this, other than just maybe share some fun Dan stories, what he's meant to us, and maybe um, then thinking about the audience, like how we can pull this into some tips and just what they, if somebody's never ever met Dan, maybe they never read their book, by listening to this podcast, what can they, you know, what can they learn about him and, um you know, just, uh, let's, you know, just pay tribute to a man that deserves it. And, um, oh, I want to read a quick verse in Romans 13, 7. It says, um, render, render to all men their dues, respect to whom respect is due, and honor to whom honor is due. And Dan is certainly a man that I feel like um, is deserving of that and has uh, been a huge blessing to both of our lives. So how did you first meet him? Man, I tell you what, I've actually got it right here, the way I first met Dan. <laughs> no and, way. Uh, me and my wife were in Costco one night and just uh -huh. shopping and, uh, you know, hitting the groceries, but I always hit the book aisle in Costco because yep. they always have some cool books and they're cheap. Yes. And uh, so it's a 48 days career kit. And I was at a point in my life where no idea what I wanted. Well, actually too many ideas what I want to do, but what should I do? Yes. And I picked this up and you look on the back of it. There's a thing from Dave Ramsey on here. Uh -huh. And I was a Dave Ramsey fan. And uh -huh. I thought, you know, like, I need to find a good career. <clears throat> I need to find a way to make some stable money. And we like Dave and he's helping us get out of debt. So if he's endorsing Dan, this Dan guy can't be too bad. Yeah. And so I picked it up and this was actually, this was like the perfect Dan thing because Dan was always about taking passions and, and careers, everything like that and, and monetizing it, like yes. monetizing what God made you to do. And mm. it's got his book yep. CDs. I mean, it's so old. It's got CDs in it. That's awesome. And it's got a workbook in there. And I tell you what, that's how I met Dan. Mm -hmm. And from there, from there, I started listening to his podcast. Mm -hmm. The very first podcast I ever listened to was Dan Miller's podcast. Really? Wow. And uh, I didn't even listen to it on uh, Spotify or anything like that. I, I would, uh -huh. I would get his email every Friday and uh -huh. I would download the audio and then listen to it. And so really? it was like old what, school do podcast. Do you have any idea approximately what year that was? Oh man, this was probably early 2000s. I don't see well in the picture dan's got a lot of hair and so oh <laughs> <laughs> um, i'd say this was early 2000s because actually wow. the neat thing is dan when costco quit selling these uh -huh. um they, they went back to the publisher and dan bought thousands yes. of them and then sold them to us really cheap so that we yes. could use them and i still i've got stacks of these in my storage room still and i use wow. them for career coaching That's you know so, so if i'm cool. coaching somebody i pull out the dan miller kit yeah okay so from there i know that you you've met him several times you consider him a mentor so obviously you um you went from going through that career kit reading the book listening to the podcast what's the path forward to how you met him and 
and all that. Man, uh, Dan, I have this thing where, uh, and actually I learned it from Dan later on, uh, the whole thing about uh, you become like most like the five people you hang out with the most. Mm, yep. And I think that's an old Jim Rohn quote, but Dan was the one that made it real to me. But mm. I have this thing where I decide, you know what? This is a person that uh, their values align with me, their goals align with me. They're at a much higher level than me. I'm going to become friends with them at some point. Yes. And so that's what I did. That was my goal was I want to become friends with Dan. Yes. And so I, I, the podcast, the books, I, I started going to uh, live events at his house mm. and Man, I know some of the, the people listening to this are going to remember those at the sanctuary. Oh, when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Dan would bring us in and basically give us the property for the weekend. And mm -hmm. uh, people would stay there. We, we'd eat meals there. We'd fellowship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'd tour the house. And, and, you know, like the last time I was there, he had just brought in that old truck and he had a battery hooked up to it. So he could yep. honk the old yes. Uga horn. Yes. <laughs> and uh, eventually I finally got to know Dan really well. And I call him a friend. Um, yes. I mean, I'm definitely not uh, one of his best friends or anything like that, like Dave Ramsey and some of those guys. But um, there was actually, and this a story, not many people know this, but um, I had a lot of trouble with my oldest teenage son um, from, I don't know, early teens on, a lot of trouble. And I knew Dan had gone through the, you know, some of that with some of his kids. I won't reveal anything else there that Dan hasn't, but um, I sent Dan an email and asked him for advice. Wow. And he's a busy guy, so I sent him an email. I asked him for advice. About 10 minutes later, he called me on the phone and uh, or he sent me an email back with his cell number. That's awesome. And he said, uh, call me. I, I'd i like to talk to you about this and tell you some stuff, but uh, it's better to do on the phone. And wow. I mean, I was friends with Dan by now, but uh, when somebody at that level is like, hey, just give me a call. I'm making time for yes. you. And uh, so aside from all the business stuff, I mean, mm -hmm. Dan impacted me personally. I mean, he helped me. He gave me some amazing advice for um, some things to try to help that with too, my son. Because that's one of the things I wrote down as far as what I could say about him. Because I, I'm, obviously we could, we could pull out this book, 48 Days of the Work You Love. Now it's changed to 48 Days of the Work and Life You Love. And just I got my own autograph copy and, too. And yes. This is the old, <laughs> yeah. I, we could just start reading out of this and it would be a blessing to people. But I was thinking, how can we make this more different and more personal? And those things, what you just shared is, um, and I want to keep hearing your story, but um, I want to touch on this because I'm trying to think of like how we can bring value to the audience who like doesn't know who Dan Miller is and may never read his stuff. You just mentioned a few things that were very good that we become like the five people we hang around most. You showed me a path forward of how you um, wanted to get around him in a way that you used to, you bought his stuff. You went, you purchased tickets to his live events, and you just you were you hung around and you served and you 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 were there. And so um, that's that's key. Uh, and is finding people who you resonate with and buy their stuff, buy their courses, buy their books, serve in their communities, uh, go to their live events you will get noticed. And that's not, I know that's not why you did it, but you, you were doing it because you want to be around him because he impacted you so much just from reading his stuff. Um, but then you also said that he makes time and guys, that's so true. Like I would, I would be amazed. Like I'll, I'll send out an email to my newsletter, my list of, I think I have like 20,000 people on my list. And sometimes Dan would write back, what a great newsletter. That's awesome. Like he actually read it. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, guys, just to put you, give you an idea, like, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people are on his list, but it's way bigger than my audience. His podcast, he's been doing it for 17 years. 
he's just been around longer. So he has a much larger following. Um, and so for him to take the time to reply back personally, that meant a lot to me. And I would get cards from him, handwritten notes. And guys, that's the thing. I, just what David was saying that he picked, he took the time to, to call him about his son. Um, those are the things that I'll take away from him. It just like, he makes time for people. It's not like, Hey, I'm up here and you guys are down there and you know, you're never gonna, you can't get in touch with me. He's so, so accessible. And I appreciate that so much about him. So keep going. That's just a valuable oh, yeah. lesson. Like when you get to the top, like Dan is make time for the people below you because you are investing in them because they're going to go out and do some really cool things, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was the amazing thing about Dan is, I mean, to me, he's on the level with uh, Dave Ramsey, like business Absolutely. guys. I mean, but uh, if you want to talk to Dave Ramsey, there's like 10 gatekeepers you got to get through to even get near the guy. And, and chances are you're never going to do it right. with Dan. I mean, Dan's got a huge team. I mean, uh, not a lot of employees, but a lot of people that work with him right. work for him, but I never had the feeling that Dan had a gatekeeper. Exactly. He was always open. I know. Yeah. And now maybe and that's that, not the best way to do it all the time, but I don't know so how he managed to make it work to where he could still get everything done that was important to him, recording the podcast. He loved writing, loves writing. And so uh, he was able to do that, but still answer emails from guys like us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so I guess that'd be the biggest thing is that I always had access to Dan and it felt amazing. But the second, yeah. I guess the most important thing I got from Dan was community. Um, mm -hmm. I call it, I call it my Dan Miller alumni club. Yes, And it's basically all the people in my life and, and most of whom are my best friends. Like my best friends in life came from the Dan Miller alumni club. Yes. Um, guys like Kent Julian, um, Vincent Puglisi and uh -huh. you, I would not have met you without going I through know, the Dan Miller crazy. stuff. Wow. And, uh, I mean, if I look through my texts, look through my emails, the people that mean the most to me in life mm. have come from that club. Wow, And uh, it's just, so not only did I get to know Dan and, and get the impact from him, I got everything I could from everybody else around him. I mean, yeah. successful and almost by and large, a hundred percent Christian as well. So, I mean, the yeah. values, the beliefs, everything's aligned. Mm -hmm. People surrounded themselves around Dan and I was just glad to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was an amazing circle to be a part of. It is. And it still is. And I would tell you, I wrote down two things that I was going to think to say and you've said we've talked about both of them <laughs> mentorship <laughs> and relationships and you were right those people that i've met through uh dan it would be people like kent julian i can't name them all because there's so many but kent <laughs> julian greg tosi is one of my best friends you obviously um you know, javana ellison mark ross vincent puglisi jamie slingerland john sanders les hughes chris niemeyer michael mcgreevy like there's just so many awesome amazing people in his community um also i mean i would say like that's an incredible legacy. Those people that have uh, learned from you that are going to carry on your principles, your values, and just that. But guys, I would say, if you learn anything from this, find a mentor and get in a community. Those are the two key things <laughs> for business. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can't, um, you know, we can't go without talking about Dan's kids. Mm. Um, I mean, uh, Ashley, I got to know Ashley quite a bit at the events. Uh -huh. And uh, of course, in the, in the early days of the events, also Dan would take us hiking on one of the days. Yep. And usually at that little state park in near Nashville. And um, got to talk to Ashley quite a bit on those. And mm. back, back in those days, she still had kids in strollers too. Mm. But, uh, wow. and Jared, got to know Jared a little bit. But the one I really got to know the most was Kevin Miller. Okay. Um, me and Kevin, 
I mean, granted, he's a lot skinnier. He's got a whole lot more hair, and but um, our hobbies and everything is really aligned, me and Kevin. And I got to know him, and it was actually a part of a mastermind he ran for a while oh, wow. and uh, went to some retreats in uh, Colorado with him and the crew. Oh, and so cool. I didn't know that. It was like a third level of the alumni club because I, I got hooked yeah. in with Kevin and then got to know all Kevin's people. Mm. And same thing. I've got so many friends that, uh, you know, friends of Kevin that I got to be real good friends with. That's awesome. I've actually, I've met uh, Jared and Ashley. I've not met Kevin, but that's amazing. I didn't know that about you. Very cool. Yeah, and of course, Kevin's creating his own legacy. I mean, yeah. uh, from Dan, you can see the clear path that the upbringing Kevin had mm -hmm. went to what he's doing now, but he's creating his own legacy, working with the Ziegler uh, family and everything. I mean, it's, it is amazing he what Dan's created. He took over that podcast, right? He took over Zig Ziegler's podcast. Yeah. And um, matter of fact, I listened to one last night that Kevin did uh, from Dan's studio in wow. Florida. And uh, it was amazing to hear. And uh, I leave you crying before the end of it. But oh, uh, this Kevin's bearing his soul. And it's, wow. it's pretty amazing to hear. Wow. I don't know if I can listen to that or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was probably going to cry before this was over. I'm, I'm right, holding man. it back. Man. We're allowed to do it. Um, <laughs> the audience allowed. doesn't want to see that. It's all it's ugly. <laughs> right. No, it's all good. That's what this is about. Um. Yeah. So how did you meet Dan? Um, I, so late, much later than you, you said you found out, out about him in early two thousands. I didn't find out about Dan until 2015. So that was only eight years ago. Um, I was at a big part of uh, Jim Cockrum's community, the, my silent team crowd teaching people how to make money on Amazon group. And so we have with that community, there's always a conference every year called the proven conference. And I think at that time it was called CES conference, but it was in Louisville, Kentucky. And our uh, Dan or sorry, Jim would typically have a you know, highlight speaker. And Dan Miller was the speaker that year. And I had no idea who he was, but I was um, because I was helping in that on that event and was a speaker myself. Um, the, uh, the speakers always had a meeting the night before. And so I got invited to the speakers meeting and kind of just a very informal. Jim would just, you know, let everybody know what's going on and just kind of for every, all the leaders to get together. Dan showed up at the meeting as the highlight speaker. That's kind of unnormal, but it shows you how accessible he is. Um, and so I met him for the very first time that night. I was actually at the back of the room as the meeting was about. To, we were going to disperse and go because it was late at night. We we're going to go off to bed. Um, somebody asked um, or Dan was at he had a book table there. And so he needed help with getting his books down. Uh, he had several cases. I was right there at the right time, David, I believe it was a God moment. Um, <laughs> but he asked me to come up to his room to help him carry books down. Gladly. we got to talk on the elevator on the way, on the way up, on the way down. Um, he gave me a copy of his book, this one right here that he signed for me. Um, that night and on the plane home, I read almost all of it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to know this guy. I need to get involved with this guy. Cause it's some of the stuff he spoke, just, it went right into my heart. It was like, this is, um, this is what I need right now. And so that kicked off just my journey, uh, meeting him, having the favor, just the, the, op what people would call a coincidence, but I call, you know, a divine moment where he, I, I happened to be right there at the right time when he needed help bringing the books down from his room. And then, uh, right after that, they had a, um, a coaching with excellence event, and I think it was, this would have been, 
um, early 2000 and it was oh, late. It was in 2016. Cause that was 2015 when I met him 2016, I think was the coaching with excellence, excellence event where I went to the sanctuary there at his home. Yeah. Um, and for those of you guys that have not been there, essentially he had a, he had a house on the property, this large, beautiful wooded area of property. And then he had this office that had meeting space in there and it was perfect. There were rooms there where a couple people could stay. And the events were exactly what Dr. David mentioned. Like, very informal. Uh, Dan was there all the time teaching. They'd cater food in, amazing food. And you'd get to just hang out with Dan and and all these amazing people that were there with you. And um, that that solidified my entrance. <laughs> That's where I first, Giovanna Ellison spoke at that event. Kent Julian spoke at that first event, met both of them. And they've had tremendous impacts on my life. So yeah, um, that's how I met him, just by being at the back of the room at the right moment and happening. Yeah. I don't know that I would have, I don't know if I hadn't met him, if I would have grabbed the book and read it, because he didn't have that many there. He only he only had a couple of cases for this large crowd, so I was pretty blessed to be able to get a copy of that book. <laughs> yeah, so, and though Dan's, uh, he's an amazing salesman, he's not the kind of guy that would have said, uh, hey, you come over here and check out this book, right. like some of us are. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he just gave it to me. And then I went through the coaching mastery program. Um, and then I'm a part of the 48 Days Eagles group. And I've uh, been able to been blessed to be a part of that community. And um, oh, one person I mentioned that I haven't that I did, wasn't didn't mention before Sheila Davis met her through there. She helped me with my social media for several years. But I mean, guys, just a tremendous group of people that uh, Dan has assembled around him. It's not even he, he didn't even do it like, oh, I want to pick you and pick you. He just <laughs> was a magnet for these amazing people. Yeah, and absolutely. I feel so blessed to be able to be a part of it and get to know these folks. So, yeah. Hey, you know, a neat thing, uh, kind of Dan's legacy, but in weird ways is, um, Dan. So Dan had that sanctuary in Franklin, Tennessee. And, uh, if you know, Dan, you know the story, but if you don't, basically the, uh, the County there, the building inspectors came and said, uh, this the really nice barn that you converted into a classroom and it's got, kitchens and bedrooms and classroom and you're gonna have to shut it down you're gonna have to tear it down and we can't let you have this and dan fought it for a little bit yeah and checked into it but finally dan was like you know what it's time to make a change we're gonna move to yeah. florida and he so yeah. he moved from a, a farm and everything in tennessee to a golf course community in florida yeah but here's what i took from that so I was living before I moved where I am now, I was living in a, uh, a warehouse, uh, mm -hmm. basically living illegally in a warehouse while we were saving money, getting out of debt. <laughs> and because of what happened to Dan, cause my goal has always been to build a sanctuary of my own, a place mm -hmm. where I can hold classes and retreats yeah. and stuff like that. Yes. I bought a little farm in upstate South Carolina where I am now five acres and is listed as unzoned. Oh, wow. So basically I can do you my can sanctuary do here. Want. I mean, I could build a mobile home park if I wanted to, but I'm going to build a sanctuary instead. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So uh, Dan was quick to point in, out. Is this sanctuary in Nashville still there? That actual building still there? Yeah, I don't know. It, based on what Dan went through, whoever bought that, I would imagine if it's still there, it can't be anything but like a barn. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. But you buy, uh, yeah, you I mean, buy I, the actual sanctuary and have it transported from Nashville to South oh. Carolina. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to build. Um, I've got plans, man, on this farm here. I'm going to build something even bigger, and I'm going to have like a basketball court and a rock That's climbing awesome. wall. Awesome. But oh uh, room for classes and stuff. I didn't know that. There's so much you could do with that. Wow. That's yeah. Incredible. But the great thing is that I learned from Dan. The county can't stop me now. <laughs> mm, absolutely unzoned. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
Well, um, tell me about the um, the strangest secret, and is that something you can talk about? And what you? Yeah. Um. So it's it's something kind of recent that Dan's been doing. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. Let me go all the way back to the beginning with the strangest strangest secret. It. So. I, when I went to visit Dan, I, I heard him talk about this thing called the strangest secret. And of course, the story that inspired him um, as a Mennonite kid, he got a hold of this old LP record and would listen to it and hide it under his bed. Yeah. So when other teenage boys were hiding magazines and stuff they shouldn't have had under their bed, Dan was hiding self-help <laughs> records yeah. under his bed. And so it, he listened to it and it changed his life. And so he told the story. And so I listened to it. And it's amazing. Mm. Um, when we did a rite of passage for my oldest son, when he turned 13, that's what Dan sent him as a gift was mm. a recording of the strangest secret in that story. Wow. And wow. so Dan started doing the strangest secret challenge uh, a couple of years ago, I believe. Yes. And uh, I've been doing it uh, since December and it's pretty amazing. Basically you just listen to it once a day. I mean, let's do more if you want to, but at least once a day, listen to that 32 minute Earl Nightingale recording and you can find it online, lots of places, but I thought I would in true Dan fashion, I thought I would up it a notch. Mm. And so it's, it's all there for free, the challenge, but I thought I would do a workbook like with journal prompts and things like that. And mm -hmm. actually the, the full story of my history with Dan and the strangest secret is in the little book that I wrote. And so I made a thing called the strangest secret challenge. And that's actually the website too, strangestsecretchallenge.com. And um, kind of my way of honoring the legacy. And, and if you even go to the website, there's a picture of me and Dan there and Here's the coolest thing for me about this, though, is I was in a an antique store a while back, quite a few years back, and I found an LP copy of The Strangest Secret. And so I had it framed and everything and presented it to Dan at one of those uh, coaching wow. events. And so that was pretty neat because I don't sure think I've he's still that because like, I think he refers to it like because you would have probably done that maybe before I even started coming to the sanctuary yep. and it was on the wall. Man, every time I showed up, Dan would pull it off the wall and bring it in and, and pull me up front. It was so That's cool so to stand cool. up front with Dan. Wow. And uh, a, he would tell a, everybody. Um, there's a lesson in that, too. Just the fact yep. that, um, you know, sending gifts to the people that you uh, you want to be a blessing to. You know, every time I guarantee every time he looked at that, he thought of you. And, and it's, yeah. it, again, it wasn't in a way like, ooh, I'm going to be uh, sneaky. I'm going to give him a gift. And now that he's going to be my best friend and I'm going to be a coach for him and it's going to be worth a lot of money to me. You were literally doing that because he blessed you so much. You wanted to be a blessing back to him. And, you know, but then th that definitely endeared him to you, I'm sure. Uh, and, yeah. you know, caused him, you to be one of the people that, you know, that uh, he thought about often. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, yeah, I wasn't trying to get fame or anything. I'm a huge, people that know me wouldn't realize that I'm a huge introvert. Mm -hmm. And so I got there early to that event. I went into Dan's office. He was in there prepping. And I said, hey, can I have a minute? And of course, you know, Dan, he's he's never going to not give you a sure. minute. And so I wrapped it. I gave it to him and he unwrapped it. And I thought, you know, that was it. He really enjoyed it. I was happy to give it. And now I'm ready to learn some stuff. Yes. No, Dan starts the event by walking out there and, and pulling me up front. And it's like, look wow. what somebody gave me before we started. Oh, I didn't know goodness. I knew he was going to do that, but a little bit embarrassing and a whole yeah. lot of crazy, crazy fun. That's so cool. I bet that meant a lot to him. Wow. Did oh, he man. have one of the, did you know, do you know if he had one of the actual records still before you gave that? To I him? don't think he did. Wow. Um, I think he, he didn't have another because he'd been listening to the audio on CD and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty cool to give that to him. That's really awesome. Man, that makes me want to find one now. I bet wonder if we can find them on eBay.
<laughs> I used to be able to find them a lot, but as he's as that recording has gotten more and more popular, they're harder to find now. But I mean, in the old days, you could find them for a buck at an antique store. Wow, that's incredible, man. Um, a couple of the things I wrote down that I wanted to think about that I, if I think about like you know um, things that he said, um, you know, you probably got. Let me find it real quick here. <clears throat> just recently, I just got this magnet from Dan and Joanne. Um, it was, I think it was with, maybe with a Christmas card or something. I don't remember, yeah. but who are you and why are you here? And that's <laughs> the, this, he always tells the story of a, a guy in ancient times who was walking out of his, uh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but he walks out of his house and there's a dark figure that says, who am, who are you and why are you here? And it startled him so much, but he's like, wow, that's a great question. It was, um, and I'm sure you can tell it better, but he actually pays the guy to stand in front of his door. And so <laughs> as he's walking in and walking out of his house, the guy asked him that question all the time, but it's a great question to think about. Um, and this book guys, I mean, 48 days of the work you love is all about finding that sweet spot as Dan calls it, that place where your passions, talents, and the world's needs collide and you can be a blessing to the world. And so, um, what are some of the things that, um, you know, are any sayings or lessons that you've learned from him other than obviously he was a mentor, a friend and the relationships, yeah. but are there any business lessons that you were like, wow, if, if, I, if you, if you were going to introduce me to him for the first time, what are some of the things that you would say? Yeah. Um, speaking of those magnets, I've got one of my office fridge that is your music still in you. Mm. Dan would give those out and, uh, yeah. cause he was big and, and getting the music out of us. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. There's so many things about Dan. And one of the biggest, I think, is Dan never took credit for things that weren't his. <clears throat> but he would use a lot of things from other people. And the thing about Dan is he made it all real to me. I mean, all these quotes from from greats and these proverbs. And um, he started doing that short podcast called Wisdom of the Sages. Yes. And he would take that old stuff that I'd heard a million times and it didn't mean a thing. And mm -hmm. Dan had a way of making it real. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it's just he was always quick to tell you about his mistakes too. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes. like he'd been in some big IRS trouble way back in the old days. And, mm -hmm. and he would talk about that, but talk about it from the, uh, the Michael Hyatt point of view of what does this make possible? Yes. That was, that was another, that another sentence he always says, what does this make possible? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I've heard that from Michael Hyatt, but I know I, maybe it's cause I, I know Dan so much better, mm -hmm. but hearing that quote from Dan, uh, cause I see it in his life. Yes. And, and everything, I mean, even the, the thing in Nashville, when they wouldn't let him keep the sanctuary there and everything, what does this make possible? And yes. it made possible for Dan to move to a, to Florida and enjoy a new place and new people. And man, to yeah. hear his stories down there too, he didn't waste a minute getting involved in community and friends and everything down there. It's just, it's the way he is. Incredible. Wow. Another thing I've learned from him is the minimum viable product. I think he's told he said and this may not even be his quote, but done is better than perfect. And now um, the very first forty eight days, the work you love was a binder um, that was ugly, but it had all the inf I had it all in there. But then you know now it's this amazing book that sold I don't know how many copies now, um, yeah, ridiculous amount. But uh, that he he didn't he guys don't wait until it looks like this. Like if you got a message on your heart, just get it out there like Dan did. Put it put it however you got. I think he went to Kinkos or whatever, made copies, <laughs> sent it out to people. Um, but I learned that just that just just get things done. It doesn't have to be perfect. You can make it better as you go. But but if you don't start somewhere, you're probably never going to do it. So oh yeah, you know. And Dan had a good way of bringing people. 
around him too that uh, would help him do things. But it, it was symbiotic. I mean, he helped build them up as they helped him. I mean, whether it was podcasting, some of that. And uh, he was always – another thing I remember him talking about, he's always quick to hire a coach. So yes. Dan was a coach, a life coach, a career coach. Yeah. But he always said, uh, you know, you need to find coaches too. So if Dan needed some help with podcasting, he'd hire a podcast coach. Yes, he, uh, he talked about Cliff Ravenscraft all the time. Yes. Um, I know. Uh, I, I, I saw a picture of him in a class with Stu McLaren talking about memberships. Yeah, I, mean, I remember in the uh, crowd like he's sitting in the crowd soaking up all this information and like, yeah, I understand that Dan Miller doesn't know everything there is to know about Internet marketing, but it's just amazing to see him like just, hey, I'm just here to learn. Um, I know it's and if you didn't know him, you wouldn't even know how much of an influence he has. He's just yeah. a regular guy yep. that just knows that he, you know, he's he's teachable, uh, accessible and always looking for always looking to improve and get better so <laughs> yeah yeah that's an even at a conference or an event he was always i mean even if he spoke he was always yes. just a regular attendee as he well was there yes for that, yep. that conference in louisville kentucky he was he was there during the event like he didn't like speak and leave and that's okay if he had to i'm sure i mean busy guy and maybe he had an event he needed to go to but he literally took that that the whole time the conference was there he was around hanging out with people and I yeah. just don't usually see, I go to a lot of conferences and you just don't usually see that. No, no. The speakers, they come and go and they disappear and they're yeah. VIPs. Dan right. was never, Dan was qualified to be a VIP, but he was yeah. never a VIP in his own mind. He was just yes. there. That's yeah. So I was at a Kent Julian um, speak at forward Boot Camp uh, yeah. when Kent was doing those and there would be about 10 people there. Yeah. And Dan used to speak at those and he would just come in in the middle of the conference, like, you know, before it's time to speak all that, and just sit in the back and soak it up and listen to us, all of us rookie speakers talking about our stuff and everything. Just sit there. Um, I remember one of them though. I went, at, went to, and um, the last time Dan had seen me, I didn't have a beard. I was just all, imagine yeah. me clean shaven. I know it's hard yeah. to imagine, but uh, he came to this conference at Kent's. And Ashley was with him and I was there and I had a beard almost down to my waist at the oh time. God. That's when I was doing beard competitions and stuff. Yeah. And Ashley said, Dan sat in the back and he was like poking her on the shoulders. Like, who is that that guy up there with the red beard? He looks familiar. <laughs> Ashley's like, that's Dave. <laughs> and uh, it was like, Oh my goodness. That's David powers. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, just oh so goodness. many Dan stories, you know. There really are. We could probably just go on and on thinking of all the fun little things. I mean, did you ever go to Miller's Grocery? Um, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. Wow. <laughs> no. I didn't get to go on a hike. I didn't. That wasn't a part of the events that when I came around. Yeah. But the, we got to go to, I got to eat at Miller's Grocery one time. Um, I think that was one of him, he and Joanne's favorite places. <laughs> yeah. No, the last time I was at the sanctuary, he had just installed the zip line. And so his grandkids oh, wow. were flying all over the property. That's awesome. Oh my yep. gosh. So fun. Well, what else? What else is on your heart? Anything I know we probably should, uh, you know, wrap it up here, but I, I just want people to know what a blessing Dan is to us and yeah. our way of paying tribute to him and honoring him for the, the part that he's played in our life. Cause he's, he's played a major part in both of our lives. Yeah. I, I tell you what, uh, maybe we could kind of close it up with uh, some prayer. And uh, I mean, cause from what I hear, uh, you know, it's, it's getting close mm. and uh you know, I was listening to Kevin Miller's podcast last night at Dan's house. And, uh, you know, it kind of what came to mind is that verse, uh, well done, thou good and faithful mm -hmm. servant. Yeah. 
And uh, you know, Dan's done good. He, yes, he's run he the has. race, as Paul said. Yes. And uh, maybe, I mean, you know, you and I are Christians. We believe in healing, uh, miracle healing we believe in. And so, I mean, it's still possible just because anything gets to a certain point doesn't mean it's not possible. And so maybe we just close this out with prayer and yes. uh, let everybody think about their own Dan stories and tell them in their own ways. <laughs> Love it. Do you want me to pray or you pray? Or what do you want to do? I'll tell you what, how about I'll pray a little bit and then I'll Go kick it over it. to you and let you close Sounds it out. Good. Sounds good. <laughs> Lord, I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for the friends you've sent my way. And uh, God, I just, uh, the things I have done in life, I would not have been able to do without the friends that you sent to me. And uh, most of all, God, I want to thank you for Dan and the influence he's had on my life. Uh, there are things he has taught me how to do or, or motivated me to do, or I've just seen his example, God, that have changed my life forever. I mean, there are, this point forward from the point I met Dan forward, I'm never going to be the same. Mm. And uh, Lord, I just want to thank you for that. And thank you for all the friends of Dan that you have sent to me. And that uh, even once, once we moved into the legacy phase of Dan's life, uh, when he's with you, Lord, that, uh, you know, they're still going to be around and we're still going to continue his legacy. I mean, he created something and lived a life that, uh, that we just, we just can't, uh, can't quit thinking about and can't quit living ourselves. Uh, Lord, I, I pray and I ask God that no matter how bad things are, Lord, I believe in that miraculous healing is a real thing. God, I know that you can heal. And I know that, uh, if you have a reason not to, that that's, that's, yeah, that's your choice, Lord. But, uh, I believe that, uh, and I know that you can heal if you want to God. And I pray that, uh, if you want Dan to stick with us a little longer, Lord, I pray that you would raise him up. And just bring him back to us, Lord, healthy and fit and ready to give some more knowledge and inspire us even more. And I ask all these things through God in Christ's name. Amen. Mm, that's good. Lord, thank you so much for my friend, Dr. David, and for this, this idea to, to honor Dan through this podcast. Lord, I'm I, looking at all the awesome tributes on Facebook from friends uh, that are like, wow, that was so well said. I wish I could say it that way. But we just told our own stories and honored him in the way that we could. And I hope it's a you know a blessing to the hearers, Lord. I thank you for Dan and the legacy that he's uh, that's been in our lives and other people are around him. Lord, I lift up his family, Joanne, Ashley, Kevin, uh, Jared, and all the grandkids, Lord God, during this time. Comfort them, give them peace. I pray that you just help them feel your presence right now, Lord God. As David said, I believe you are a healer. Uh, you are the healing God, and no matter what, Lord God, we, we know that um, that's who you are, Lord. Um, but Lord, I just thank you that um, you are doing a work no matter what in this situation. Uh, I love Dan's message of what does this make possible. Lord, I just thank you for the way he's facing this, the positive way he's facing this, Lord God. Pray you bless him, bless his family, bless the, uh, all the people that are in his, our uh, uh, friends that are, you know, podcast listeners, Lord God, help us to carry on the legacy, Lord Jesus, that he has started. Just thank you for this man of God that is, um, it's been such a, an, an honor to know. And Lord, help us to, um, you know, to live that out. In Jesus' name, we love and we praise you. Amen. John, man, thank you so yeah. much. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> yeah, Dan, if you're listening, buddy, we love you. Appreciate you. You're such a blessing to us. So thank you for all that you have done for us. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.